the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, in a few moments, we will talk today. We've got two guests today. We'll talk with a, a gentleman named Roger Stone. Roger Stone. You may have heard of Roger Stone, I think. He hasn't been on the show in a while. Roger Stone just had one of the cases, the many, many cases. You talk about lawfare. You talk about lawfare, people that have been targeted by the legal system just to drain their bank accounts and make them crazy. Roger's the top of that heap. He had another lawsuit by a bunch of Capitol Hill police officers. Uh, Capitol police officers, they sued Roger Stone, Trump also, but they put Roger Stone in there. He wasn't even involved with January 6th. It was a January 6th lawsuit. And so it was finally dismissed the other day after Roger Stone had to spend thousands of dollars on lawyers uh, to fight a charge that shouldn't have been filed. And they, they did it in such a way that they w- th- there was no accountability on the lawyers for doing that. They said, well, yeah, that's, you know, it's kind of within the uh, range of what you could sue for. It was a civil suit. So we'll talk with Roger. We haven't talked to him in a while. He's got a TV program. He's doing uh, the Stone Zone. Uh, and uh, we'll talk with him about that every day, 5 p.m. East Coast time. He's on TV. Lots of great guests, and we will uh, find out. And also, we will talk with John Berment. John Berment is a man who's made, I think, made a great living as a real estate guy. About 15 years ago, he started some computer companies. He lives in one of my favorite places to live, in a dream of living in the world, uh, Santa Barbara, California. It's beautiful weather. It's gorgeous uh, uh, coastline. It's just amazing. Well, that's where he lives. And he started uh, a, a purely free speech, freedom-based web browser called Tusk. Tusk. And his point is that all the other web browsers are actually playing games with you. But he's also going to talk about TikTok, uh, the ban on TikTok. He applauds that. And we'll see what he has to say. I'm, I'm interested to hear. So we'll talk with uh, Jeff Berman in a few moments. Uh, but first, what do you need to know? What do you need to know? Well, uh, I think I talked to you a few weeks ago about a story that's developed in Europe uh, about the um, the a, a scandal, a scandal um, that has to do with um, uh, the uh, Qatar, the nation of Qatar, Q-A-T-A-R, I think I'm pronouncing it right, and bribery of officials at the EU. Now, there were many people that argued uh, fairly convincingly that Qatar had bribed its way to the World Cup, which just happened last year uh, in the last six months. And they did so about five years ago with massive amounts of money. Qatar is an oil country in the Middle East. Well, in addition now, there's a scandal where some of the top people in the European Parliament and the European Commission, the EU, are a couple of them are in jail still. Uh, one woman who is a top level, like a vice president, one of the cabinet level, like the top people. Uh, she's a Greek member of parliament. She's now sitting in jail. I forget how you say her last name, but her first name is Callie, K-A-L-L-I. Um, but what is now becoming clear is it was massive amounts of money that was spent. There was massive amounts of money spent to influence uh, how people were talking about Qatar to try to make sure that people weren't saying, why would we let uh, the World Cup go to Qatar? Why would we let anything happen in Qatar? They treat people badly, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I don't know if that's what you'd say, but that's what they basically were paying to make sure that wasn't said. Okay, so here's what we've now discovered. 
here's what we've now uh, uncovered, and it's breaking. Cutter, they call it Cutter Gate, is includes massive payouts from all different types of uh, entities to whom, not just to individuals, they launder the money. And how do they launder the money? The old-fashioned way, through nonprofits, through nonprofits. So what you need to know is if you thought Zuckerbucks was bad in America, where there were legal contributions to non-governmental organizations, meaning nonprofits. We call them nonprofits in America. In the rest of the world, they call them NGOs, non-government organizations, you know, as opposed to government organizations. If you, if you go and talk to the State Department, that's a government organization. If you go and talk to a, you know, the Council for Peace and Justice, that's an NGO, a nonprofit. Well, in America, we have a tradition. And we mentioned it last week that the tradition is that a million nonprofits, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but not much, many, many nonprofits spring up to do things like handle the massive immigrant, migrant, illegal alien crisis. And a lot of times they get their money from whom? From the federal government and state government and others. But sometimes they get it moved around all over. It's a money laundering scheme. And what it looks like happened is Cutter was giving money to all these NGOs. Some of the NGOs were like left-leaning NGOs that were supposed to do like, I don't know if that transparency or fight impunity or something like that. One of them was supposed to be watching dictators and and fighting against dictators. And for the left, Cutter's supposed to be one of the bad guys. So here's, and now entities that also gave money, Human Rights Commission, Human Rights Council, which is an American nonprofit, gave a bunch of money to one of these EU-based nonprofits, which also got money from Qatar. Here's my point. What we need desperately is oversight by this Congress of these non-governmental organizations, these non-profits. This happened, by the way, in history. In the 1950s, there had been such abuse by the Carnegie Foundation and the Rockefeller Foundation that there was a special committee. It was alternatively called the Reese Committee or the Cox Committee, based on who the chairman was. But it was a select committee focused on these non-profit foundations and whether they were gaming the system to hide the money, to take care of the people and what they were doing. We need that. I mean, they need it in Europe, obviously. It's a big problem there now. But we need that in America. We need to get to the bottom of who's getting all this money and from where. And when I tell you again for the thousandth time that John Podesta's in the White House with a $371 billion, with a B, billion-dollar fund that is meant to distribute for green energy or something, it's way off the charts on how much of this money is sloshing around into places. Black Lives Matter got a bunch of money, and most people don't think it was accounted for. All these different NGOs, nonprofits that get money for illegal alien treatment, for you know, taking care of illegal aliens, for all these different kinds of things. And the granddaddy of them all, a couple of weeks after the Rose Bowl parade, the granddaddy of them all, that's what the Rose Bowl was always called, the, the granddaddy of them all, uh, bowl games. But the granddaddy of them all in terms of these nonprofits is Planned Parenthood that gets hundreds of millions of American tax dollars into a network of nonprofits, as well as Planned Parenthood International, which gets hundreds of millions of dollars total, a lot of it from America, but a lot of it moving from other places. And you know what you watch? We give money. We give aid to a nation, and the nation supports Planned Parenthood International. Money's fungible. We need to get to the bottom and be accountable on the dollars. 
it's a scandal in Europe now that these nonprofits were being used to to shuffle money in and out of places to make sure that people were getting what they needed and getting paid. It's a money laundering scheme. It looks like, well, let me say that. It looks like that. I don't know if it is for sure. It looks like a money laundering scheme, a money money laundering uh, 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 conspiracy. We got to get to the bottom of it in America as well as in the world, or people won't have any confidence in what they're giving money to. That's what you need to know. All right, we're going to come back. We will uh, talk with Roger Stone in just a few moments. Great, Roger Stone. Be right back. Ted Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. It's been a while since we talked to Roger Stone. Roger Stone has uh, uh, been a very busy guy, uh, notwithstanding. I've been with him with his wife, and he spends most of his time thinking about his family and things going on. But now he's back on Twitter, which is uh, fantastic for uh, free speech and also for him communicating. His uh, show is uh, 5 p.m. East Coast, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over at Stone Zone dot com stonezone.com and uh he is plugging along the big news which i'll let him uh, tell us about is uh in one of these cases after having to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to defend himself uh a judge threw out uh, one set of charges um i'm sure there's more lawsuits it's like a an ongoing cottage industry to try to make roger have to fight in court so welcome back roger stone how are you sir uh, Ed, I'm delighted to be with you, uh, and I am gratified that uh, you're right. Uh, I was being sued along with Donald Trump and many others uh, by eight Capitol Hill police officers, but really propped up by some Soros-funded, phony left-wing, you know, front group, right. uh, claiming that I endangered their lives uh, in an event that I was not present at and know nothing about, because um, I wasn't on the ellipse, didn't march to the Capitol, wasn't at the Capitol. Uh, Any claim that I knew in advance about participated in or condoned any illegal activity on January 6th or any other date is false. Uh, And uh, I thank God that an honest federal judge realized that and dismissed all those charges against me in this civil action. I'm not, I'm facing a number of other harassment lawsuits, but none of them pertain to January 6th, I'm happy to say. Well, and in this case, um, you read the coverage of it, and, and I, I was looking, skimming through it, and it, it talks about how basically it allowed these Capitol Police officers' lawsuit to go on against uh, Trump, um, but in the body of the reports, it says, well, and Roger Stone was let out, and you know what there is not, and I, I wonder, Roger, at this point, is there any, you know, there were lots of people, there are lots of people that defended President Trump's right to ask questions about the election. These are lawyers who are in big trouble. They're being charged with bar violations and they're all that. Is anybody saying like this judge, why the hell did you put Roger Stone in there? You just did it. You just did it to make a, it's a kind of lawfare. You wanted it for the press. You wanted it to make him miserable, to make him suffer. You, you should be sanctioned. Is anybody talking about those, the, the lawyers that did this, the prosecutors or not in this case? No, it's not prosecutors, it's plaintiff's lawyers. Well, in my case, the judge specifically said that the only activities uh, that the plaintiffs could show that I engaged in were entirely consistent with my First Amendment rights. Um, I do recognize that there are lawyers and others 
who were involved in the effort to delay the certification of the election wasn't involved in any of those activities. What I know about them is what I've read and heard in the media. Uh, it is alleged those activities are illegal. Uh, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know that, but um, that was not the subject of this particular lawsuit. Lawfare generally is the efforts by the left to file completely frivolous, baseless, uh, but highly sensationalized harassment lawsuits against you to generate enormous legal fees and lots of bad press. And as you pointed out, the headlines on this case were that the judge did not toss the case against Donald Trump and certain others. Uh, and uh, you know, Politico mentioned in one sentence uh, that all charges against me were dismissed. It's all the way at the bottom. You have to yeah, really exactly. Yeah, that's right. You got to go all the way to the bottom to, to find it. By the way, I, I think meant to say, Roger, we're talking with Roger Stone. If you go to stonedefensefund.com, stonedefensefund.com, you can support Roger and his wife. Um, I, I know because I know Roger pretty well and also some of his friends. Uh, it, this is one of the more brutal examples of lawfare in terms of the cost. It's, it's not tens of thousands. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars to try to bankrupt Roger Stone make him miserable. If you weren't such a successful businessman over the long career you had, Roger, you'd be you'd probably be on the street. But but I, so if people will go to stonedefensefund.com and support Roger. Roger, can I go back for one second? You've, you've been around. You, you, you have this sort of uh, rapscallion reputation as being a uh, a guy that knows the game and all. And it's kind of it is your I, I would say it is your sort of uh, personality, too. But, you know, there's never been a time in our history where uh, the targeting of individuals by the other side, maybe, maybe I shouldn't say there's never been, but it, it seems particularly pronounced to just drive them into bankruptcy, into misery, into you take Mike Flynn, you take uh, Roger Stone, you take Rudy, um, and then you go down, uh, Sidney Powell, but you go down further the list. There's normal, relatively normal people. Uh, Jeff Clark is one in my head who, you know, he's not working at a law firm because they, they put a target on him. There's actually a 65 pro project funded by Soros type money to target the people who tried to say is the elect was the election fair. I guess two questions. One, is it worse than it's ever been? Or is this what always happens? And two, is it, am I wrong to think that our side, meaning conservatives don't really know how to fight back? I mean, you can't let them nearly execute your guys on the battlefield and not go back at them. And it doesn't feel like our guys are doing that. Well, first of all, uh, there's no question that I am a, a a hardball practitioner of perfectly legal, constitutionally protected political activity. Uh, uh, and there's also no question that the days are over when the two parties competed in the election and one side won and the other side lost. Now uh, they want to destroy you. They want to send you to prison. They want to destroy you financially. Uh, this is uh, not something we've seen previously in our politics. So, uh, and um, there is no legal harassment of the left by people on the right. This is, uh, this is, uh, this is the way they play the game. No, you're absolutely right. Look, I lost my home, my savings, most of my insurance, my car, my ability to make a living for two years, my ability to travel freely. I was gagged by a federal judge and not allowed to defend myself. I couldn't come on a, a radio show like this one. 
Uh, and it was for this. It wasn't because I lied to Congress about Russian collusion, because there was no Russian collusion to lie about. That's not even logical. It was to pressure me to testify falsely against Donald Trump, and I refused to do that. Uh, and for that, I, I could have been sentenced to as much as seven to nine years in jail. Fortunately, uh, because of my prayers to Jesus Christ and my personal redemption in Christ, uh, God heard my prayers. Donald Trump had the courage and the strength to recognize uh, how fraudulent my indictment was. I mean, people don't know this, Ed, but on November 3rd, 2020, the presidential election day at midnight, by federal court order, the Justice Department was forced to release the last remaining redacted sections of Robert Mueller's final report, which had been withheld from my defense lawyers at trial, in which they admitted that they had, quote, no factual evidence, close quote, of my involvement in Russian collusion, WikiLeaks collaboration, or the phishing and publication of John Podesta's very embarrassing emails. Now, you didn't read that in the New York Times or the Washington Post right. uh, or at ABC, NBC, CBS. You, you didn't read it on the Associated Press. You'll never read that story. Uh, but uh, that information was withheld from us at trial. Additionally, the CrowdStrikes report, which alleges falsely, uh, it was alleged by the media falsely, proves that Russian intelligence hacked the DNC computer servers uh, which the head of CrowdStrikes admitted under oath before the House Intelligence Committee, there is no evidence of. That was also withheld from my defense attorneys at trial. But it was the underlying premise of the charges against me. So uh, you're absolutely right. I, I have been put through hell. Uh, but I am, uh, you know, I, while I may be materially much poorer, I am spiritually uh, much richer. And I refuse to give up on America. Uh, I'm supporting uh, President Trump's uh, campaign for renomination and reelection. Uh, and despite what the mainstream media tries to tell us day in and day out, I think he has a very good chance to uh, make the greatest comeback in American political history. Uh, we're talking with Roger Stone again. Let me make sure, uh, Roger, to uh, to tell people uh, watch Roger Stone's show every day, 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, uh, Eastern Time. Uh, Stonezone.com. Excuse me, Stonezone.live. Is that right? Let me get that's it right. right. Stonezone.live. Stonezone.live every day. Yep. And then also visit uh, Roger Stone Legal Defense Fund. Uh, dot, ro- excuse me, StoneDefenseFund.com. StoneDefenseFund.com. Roger, to the second part of my question, though. Um, you know, courage is contagious. You've lived this where, you know, sometimes it's the, you know, it's, it's, uh, it takes one person to get out there and hold the line. And people say, well, I guess I could do that. And sometimes they don't and it's lonely, but, uh, but that's a different conversation. It, it feels like our side, meaning conservatives or just maybe we the people, um, don't realize it's not actually anymore just a, a, com- a competition. This is a blood sport. I mean, you know, the January 6th, uh, defendants, uh, and their families are being destroyed. Hundreds and hundreds of people, p- people being destroyed. Not, not their savings, not their pension, not their automobile value, not their job prospects. Their lives are being destroyed. Uh, hundreds of, of thousands of families devastated by fentanyl. It's killing people. 
people because these bastards in D.C. won't close the border. So uh, do our do, are we suffering from a lack of seriousness on our side of the enemy we're facing? And what can we do about it if it's true? Well, we, unfortunately, the only answer lies uh, in winning elections uh, and putting into place honest people who will administer the law on a non-political basis. I mean, I have recently settled a lawsuit with the IRS, a civil suit over my 2006 taxes, uh, in which they imply in their press release that I have either hidden income or underreported income or hidden assets, but their, their actual silver suit doesn't contain any such charge because it's not true. When will Hunter Biden be prosecuted? He took in millions and millions and millions of dollars. Uh, and uh, uh, there's no sign that he is going to be prosecuted. So we have a two-tiered justice system, but there is only one answer. It has to be through the democratic process. Now you ask me, well, how can we be assured of honest, fair, transparent elections? Well, that's a state issue. I mean, in Georgia, in Arizona, uh, in Wisconsin, Republicans control both houses and the legislatures in those states. Those states are going to be crucial in the next presidential election. I'm going to make uh, an assumption that Michigan and Pennsylvania are probably beyond reach uh, because of the current state election laws, which empower mail-in balloting and so on. So um, this, this is a state issue that has to be fought out at the state level within the democratic process. Well, it's um, it is uh, I, I, it is daunting to me, Roger, because uh, I I don't know that our we the people realize the seriousness of the moment. I I, I mean I'm not I'm not an alarmist. I I want to be careful in the I'm not an alarmist in the sense of hysteria. I hope, uh, but it just feels like you know we watch the treatment of citizens, as you point out, and the rigged system, and it's 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 a source of some consternation, but not outrage or enough outrage to change things. So uh, again, let me say uh, Roger Stone uh, is with us, our guest uh, stonedefensefund.com his uh, daily uh, one hour uh, program, uh, video program on TV is uh, stonezone.live Roger, I wish you well and I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad your wife is uh, hanging in there and God bless you. Ed, many thanks and God bless you as well. All right. Roger Stone, everybody. Amazing, amazing, uh, amazing when they, uh, you know, uh, when they write the history of, uh, of this country, um, they're going to write about what happened to him. It's extraordinary. Um, it's an extraordinary set of circumstances that, um, it adds up to real substantial, uh, in my opinion, the phrase I'd use is abuse of power. Uh, you could disagree with the guy uh, and disagree with even his politics or his approach, but what they've done is just uh, over the top. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. I was uh, intrigued a couple days ago when I was tracking the effort to ban TikTok. My own home state Senator Josh Hawley has paired off with uh, Congressman Ken Buck of Colorado. And Josh Hawley I've known for years. He's really smart. He's really now uh, um, oh, he's kind of fearless um, and he is uh, he's out there on this issue. And, and so I got an email from one of my friends. He said, hey, this guy Jeff Berman is the guy to talk 
talk to. He's somebody who has uh, actually put his time and his money into this fight. He founded Tusk. Uh, Tusk is a the uh, a privacy and user secure on the front end, uh, making sure that uh, when you're talking about uh, a uh, the ability to kind of uh, out there and, and be in a free called a free speech based browser, you're not actually going to get actually free speech. You're not going to get some sort of uh, managed uh, situation. So I thought I'd get him on. Jeff Berment, how are you, sir? Thanks for coming on the uh, program. We appreciate you being on with us. Hey, Ed, thanks. And I'm looking forward to, to talking to you. So first, um, when you sit back, you're a business guy and you've been successful in business and in life um, and you looked at this, I, I bet there's other ways to make money to succeed than build in a browser. And yet, you know, you went in here and uh, the idea is freedom first. Um, tell me about that decision. I mean, uh, you know, I, I find just to tell you, Jeff, everybody's fascinated right now. Things like tip. And one of the tipping points was everybody seems to watch Shark Tank. So they want to know, like, how you decide to do a business, right? So how'd you decide to get into the web browser? It feels like that's a market that would be hard to crack into. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, thanks for asking that question. So uh, I started my my uh, uh, tech company 10 or 12 years ago right. uh, on the idea that really was, there were things already wrong with, with uh, the web and we were going to fix some of them. We went through a, number of browsers i was from the real estate business so i could barely turn on my computer when i first got started <laughs> right and i think today i can barely turn on my computer no i'm just kidding <laughs> so uh we got into it and one of the things we were which we still have we have a, a a browser that allows you to get paid for your data because i felt gee this is a lot of things come from me not from so much making money but being fair and if it works out to be fair uh, you know maybe there's a profit in it right so we built a, a browser that allowed you to sell your data uh-huh. but it what struck me was reading the web and i think this started with the biden laptop uh story and i realized that why wow, i can't find any real information from conservatives uh, maybe i could find a fox news and i thought there's something wrong so i started to do some research and realized which i had not been aware of really before a year and a half ago that um, the web was censoring us so all the search engines are censoring you uh the browsers they are actually censoring you as well and i felt no it's time for conservatives just like in in, in social that we should, I mean, it's more cerebral to have a, a browser and a search engine. It's not as maybe fun and lively, but it's like going to the library and going to find a book and it's not there. And I felt, no, that's not how freedom works. And so I put the money out to build the the first browser and search engine that really accommodates the conservatives. But yet, because we believe in free speech, truly free speech, I allow all sides to come on and do what they want, but but really it bubbles up so that conservative news and search comes up first. Uh, by the way, the website the website is tuskbrowser.com, tuskbrowser, T-U-S-K, as in a tusk of an elephant. You go there and see it. Um, and again, uh, we're talking with uh, Jeff Berment about uh, the, his work. And But I want to, this is really good because we're going to get to TikTok because TikTok is, a, in my mind, and my listeners are probably tired of it, it's a communist Chinese uh, owned uh, um, entity as opposed to American owned, but now pausing and saying, I believe, and I've said this, as, as you just described, it's not as sexy 
But Google is absolutely dominating our lives. And Google is redoing our brain and our brain chemistry. And uh, maybe it's not as much as social media because the social media is exploiting rapid dopamine hits and rapid, you know, kind of Snapchat and likes. And and, but but the control of Google search, I, I think Google search is hiding under its desk. You know, Google saying, yeah, keep beating up on the social media because we're over here we're dominating what you see and we're dominating therefore what you know isn't that right yeah, not only you know, by the way not only uh google but DuckDuckGo. i hate to say that all of them all the search and yahoo bing they're all doing basically the same thing maybe bing and is doing a little less uh so it's a degree but they're all doing the same thing they're all censoring us and my goal is to get censorship out of the picture when you're doing search and you just want to see the top stories. And in a sense, I guess you could say, well, I'm censoring, but we actually allow you to see all sides of the argument. We don't hide things. We don't put it on page six or seven. So when you use our search engine, we're, we're just building. It's a it's a prototype to the one I actually want to build. So that's going to take some real money to build. Uh, it allows you to see left, center, and right. So now all of a sudden you say, well, okay, I want to see what's on the right. I have mine set to the right. All the time I pull up political news, I see how the conservative side. But I might say to myself, look, I I actually want to see what the center is saying with both sides. It gives me a better perspective of how I see things. And so I can just easily with one click set to see what are they saying on both sides of this issue? Uh, one last question, Jeff, and then I got to go back to the TikTok because that's where I really want to ask yes, you about. But but, on the, but 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 I do want to uh, follow up. It, it feels like um, balance can't make money. And by that, I mean, like, and I, you know, uh, Fox, I guess I'm talking now about cable TV for a second. Fox is making money talking to one side. Um, MSNBC, I don't know if they're making money, but I think they are. They're talking to their side. And if you try to talk to all sides, you find yourself, I think, kind of lost. I I think CNN actually in trying to clean up its act in the last six months, they're sort of uh, accelerating their uh, race to the bottom. So I I just don't know if, um, uh, you know, in a funny way, we've maybe lost uh, the the race because people are in their camps and they don't want to hear you uh, tell them anything. They just want to set their uh, now your point is you could set your browser to what you want and you at least you'll get what you want. But I, I want to go to TikTok for a second. Uh, again, Jeff Berman is our guest uh, in the tech space. He's uh, the uh, developer of Tusk, uh, the founder of the Tusk, a world's first truly free speech based browser businessman and some other uh, technology and, and computer based fields and, and real estate uh, success too. Uh, the TikTok ban. I mean, is there any argument for not banning it? I, I don't even believe it's only the data question of how much they're harvesting on our kids and ourselves. I also think it's the speed of uh, their decision making. And, you know, the recent report, Jeff, out of China, I think it's out of China or maybe it's here that that uh, TikTok has a, a special way to to they call it a heat button that will accelerate uh, the attention on something they like. Well, it's the communist regime that's doing it. It's not just some, frankly, liberal tech giant or liberal uh, tech owner yeah it's 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 actually worse than that and you know it's funny because i'm for free speech and so this puts me in a very odd position but it's the uh, i'll say it's a very unfriendly country that that wants to not only dominate us but if it was up to them they'd make us into a communist country and i think we have to draw a line somewhere 
where we say this is not good for our country. This is not. And I know there'll be some conservatives that will be upset about this. But I, I, you know, I really think the solution is build your own TikTok. And if you can't, I mean, we have other other things that we could, you know, focus in on. Uh, and in, and by the way, TikTok in in China is nothing like what we have. Right. It's not fun and games for those kids. Uh, and so they they the Chinese have already figured out what makes us tick, so to speak, if I can use that term. <laughs> and they're kind of using it against us. They know that we're fascinated with fun things and laughable things. Then they get to inject their uh, their you know their position, which is totally unacceptable into TikTok, and our kids are soaking it up. And you wonder, part of the problem we have, not only education, that's a problem these days, but what the kids are paying attention to. I mean, I, it's in my, I, you know, I think, I think based on my read of your career, I mean, you're a little bit ahead of me. My, you know, my kids are, my oldest is 18 and my youngest is 10, but I watch these ones, the, the impact and they're not, they don't have the social media at all. Um, I mean, the 18 year old does now she's in college, but I mean, it, we were, but it, it dominates their lives. I mean, it is, there's no doubt about it. Um, again, our guest is Jeff Berman and, and, uh, uh Tusk is his browser, uh, tuskbrowser.com among other things. Um, but back to TikTok for a second. Uh, one of the things that we don't know, and I guess this is something that you do know from now your other you, this uh, the Tusk and others is it, how much um, they how much is that not just the data that's seen but how much influence you can have on what you see as you mentioned uh, in China the the TikTok version is I, I imagine it's like TED Talks and uh, Khan Academy they don't allow you know they don't allow puppies and uh, and you know half dressed uh, dancing sixteen or eighteen year olds whatever they you know the all the stuff we see uh, but also uh, um, the power of who decides what you see is unbelievable, right? I mean, that's part of the thing that we're not paying attention to. That's right. And look, the the, the uh, propagandists in China, they're very smart. I mean, your hat's off to them for being so smart. <laughs> so they know how to capture your attention right. and also sort of be a propaganda towards, I mean, even on YouTube. I've seen these movies of how beautiful China is and what a great place it is to live. And you, you know that China can be a beautiful place, but it's not a great place to live under communist rule like that. And us Americans who believe in freedom of speech, uh, at least to most of us do, although half of the country thinks it's fine to censor other people, that's where this is coming from. That's part of what's going on. And I, I think Josh is, Holly is right that we probably have to ban this TikTok from our country. Well, and that, what about this one? I along the same lines. I, I, this is what I was thinking too earlier. Again, uh, Jeff Berman is our guest, and uh, Tusk uh, is his browser, among other things. Tusk, Tusk browser, brow, excuse me, TuskBrowser.com, uh, truly free uh, and uncensored um, search engine browser. Um, it, it, why not? Why not? Though uh, you you can't drive a car without a license until you're 16 and a half or 17, wherever it was. Why not have um, have a ban on social media for for kids? I mean, uh, so you have to hit a certain age i i i just i i don't i mean frankly the adults are screwed up by it too but we let our adults get screwed up by stuff that's kind of american tradition but we don't let our kids get uh you know we don't let them drink underage we don't let them drive a car underage maybe they shouldn't be on uh tiktok underage or or if we ban tiktok under on instagram underage yeah, I think the solution is either to work out some deal with China that says we'll give you a revenue share, but we're taking this away from you. I, I doubt most kids are pretty smart. I doubt there's any way of actually 
just yeah. taking the whole thing down. And TikTok, right. you can do. TikTok, you can ban. Uh, and you, you uh, however, um, I, I don't disagree with you, but I think that would be extremely hard to right. take social away yeah, from kids incorrect. today. Yeah. All right, Jeff Berman, thank you for coming on, and thank you for being out with your voice on this Thanks, experience. Ed. Yeah, and we will uh, keep us on the uh, speed dial there, and we'll, we'll have you on the talk about this. Thanks very much. I love talking to you. Thanks okay. very much. All right. We'll take a break, everybody. I'll put up on social media a link to uh, Tusk Browser as well as uh, Jeff's stuff. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Don't forget, visit ProAmericaReport.com. Be right back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Donald Trump wisely said, we want people who legitimately won the election to lead our country, not people who had to cheat in order to win. A record number of early ballots were cast in Georgia last November, more than during the pandemic in 2020, plus another 2 million early votes in the runoff. Some conservatives mistakenly think that the record early turnout in Georgia is the way of the future, when the real future for our nation is returning to one single day, Election Day. No wonder Republicans are losing Georgia. Republicans simply cannot win an election that has record early voter turnout. As the Western Journal's Floyd Brown told Steve Bannon on The War Room, there is no path for Republicans to win statewide elections in Arizona, Georgia, and other must-win states without a return to in-person voting on Election Day. Joe Biden derided the 2021 Georgia election law as Jim Crow 2.0, but state judges poked major holes in the law that the legislature passed. One judge extended early voting beyond what the legislature authorized, while another judge ordered officials to accept absentee ballots that arrive up to three days after Election Day. Of course, election integrity laws haven't always been the left's biggest complaint. Merely a decade ago, the top political issue for the left was the Supreme Court's decision in the Citizens United case. That case allowed a nonprofit group to make an anti-Hillary Clinton documentary without violating any of the campaign spending limits. Now that the left has gotten control of the big money, we don't hear that complaint anymore. They'd rather focus on loosening voting laws to allow fraud and deception. Make no mistake, this fight is far from over. Democrats won't stop with rampant early voting. They want to give voting to adolescents, to felons, and even to non-citizens. If conservatives can't win elections in a representative republic, no other policy positions matter. We must take the offensive by demanding strict election integrity in every single state. The fate of our nation hangs in the balance. From Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, this has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin. Election fraud has the power to destroy the America we know and love. Never again can we allow an election to be stolen. At phyllisschlafly.com, you'll find reasonable, workable strategies for assuring the integrity of every future election. Visit phyllisschlafly.com today. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Just got a couple minutes to uh, wrap things up. Uh, 
I am going uh, to, I think it's tomorrow, could be uh, could be later today. I'm going to see Congressman Jason Smith, who is the um, chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, which has uh, jurisdiction over the IRS and the tax code and all the rest. And I just mentioned earlier in the wink that I want to talk to him and others about accountability for these nonprofits that fall generally under the tax code and they are protected by the tax code. But the other thing I want to ask him about is the last time, well, it's not fair. One of the great moments in tax history was in the 1948 tax cut. There also was included the uh, allowance that people could married people could file uh, instead of ha- instead of filing they could file jointly, and it, it it took your income you could share your income with your spouse so that you lowered your tax liability. And there were lots of reasons for that happening. It had to do with the way states were structured and what states were doing under law in terms of income, but it had a huge effect. And it was, how to say, uh, pro-family. It incentivized married couples being married and filing together. So I'm going to talk to him about that. We'll see. I'll give you an update. All right. Thank you. Speaking of married, thank you to the great Noah Dingley. Uh, not so long ago married. Happily so. Uh, he's our producer. And Ryan Hyde also for associate producer for all his great work. We will be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Talk to you then. America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.